The message you are listening to was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, for the 2016 Twin Cities Project. More information about Campus Outreach Minneapolis can be found at cominneapolis.org. I'll pray for us and then I'll start. Father, I just I ask that you would be with us. I pray that you would help us to... Um, just see how great and wonderful you are, how you have made yourself known um, to us that we don't deserve to know you. Um, we don't want to know you. We, we're born and we are running the other direction from you, but that you have called us back um, and you have pursued us. And I pray that um, everyone here would, would see your great plan of redemption and that their hearts would leap with joy tonight and tomorrow and for the rest of the summer and beyond. And I pray that you would do a work in these students and graduates' lives and, and me and Nick um, that would last um, last a lifetime and that we would continue walking faithfully with you outside of college and uh, into what you have for us for the rest of our lives. And I ask this in Jesus' name. My name is Peter. I work with Nick. I came on staff in 2014. I have a little girl who's two and a little boy who's two months. So very needy. Um, he, when he, like, like when he was born, we were like, our kids are always like very needy for the first like two months and really struggle to gain weight. And we're like pulling our hair as a, me and Kelsey, that's my wife. And as a family trying to like figure it out. Um, so there's just like frustration and happiness with having a new baby and um, sadness with like trying to get things up and going. And the last two, first two months or month, it takes a while, but our kids get up and going. But the first month is, is pretty rocky for the last two. And so me and Kelsey are like just sometimes just sobbing in the middle of our house. And my two-year-old, we're trying to, like, explain emotions because she's two and we never really explain it. So we're like, yeah, mommy's sad, daddy's sad. And then she would kind of caught on to that and then was like, um, she we she would ask if we were sad and we were sad. So we'd be like, no, mommy, daddy, happy. And that really, like, clicked in her mind. And then, like, she started walking around the house lately just going, Willow happy, Willow happy. And it's, like, the best. I'm like... You know, if your kid is verbally saying they're enjoying themselves, then it's just like success as a dad. <laughs> um, so, and then we're just like trying to, I don't know, capitalize on it and ask her a little more. But I feel like she doesn't fully get it. Um, like she, a few days ago, she had a fever and we're like, she was getting really chills and she'd get really hot and cold. And so we're trying to figure out like how she felt. Because we couldn't really tell with her temperature. And we're like, Willow, are you, are you hot? Do you feel cold? And she's like, no, happy. I feel happy. Well, she didn't say feel that. Happy, Willow, happy. And I'm like, I don't think you're you're getting the, the full gist of that word. Um, I think one time I asked her if she was hungry. And she's like, no, happy. So, <laughs> that's my intro. Um, and that plays into that we all want to be happy. We're pursuing our joy. And I'm going to, our theme verse for this summer is um, Psalm 98, uh, especially verse 2. But I was going to have Sarah read it. Um, 
and we're just going to kind of dive into our theme. Was it one through four they wanted me to read? Yeah, I want, yeah, actually one through four. I wanted a little bit of the end of uh, four. Okay. So. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. So, my questions come in this text is, they're singing a new song with joy. My life is very much built on pursuing joy. Whether I like it or not, I'm going to do what makes me happy. Even when I delay things that I think will make me happy to like tough it out, it's because I think I will feel better and doing something, denying something that I want. That So whatever you do in life, you're pursuing your happiness. So I want to ask, why are these people joyful? Why are they singing um, these new songs of joy to the Lord? Um, and I see three things in this passage. Um, the Lord has made himself known. He has revealed his righteousness. And that's our theme for this summer is revealed or reveal. Um, so we're going to be walking through the whole Bible in a Bible study. It's uh, in the back of your notebook. But rather than just doing one book or um, reading a separate book, we're going we're gonna to walk through uh, different themes of the Bible as God reveals them uh, to his people, which I'm really excited about. One of my strengths is connectedness. So I like little concept that's just like, I love that the Bible is a connected book that I can pick up and read certain parts and there's always threads that are going through it. It's not isolated. Um, it's all pointing to God's salvation and who God is. Uh, so that's what we're doing uh, this summer. And the second thing I see is um, God has worked his salvation. He has made his salvation known. Um, and that he is extending this out to all peoples, all nations, um, he has revealed his righteousness to the nations and making his salvation known uh, to the ends of the earth. Um, one thing about the Psalms is they're not really written in a vacuum. Uh, David and the other psalmists um, really bring in their uh, the audience of their scoffers, their mockers, their enemies. Um, and that's how your summer is going to be. This You're not going to be in like a, a project vacuum. Um, you're going to be out there in the world. You're not going to be all living together on a project. Um, so in light of that in the Twin Cities, um, and in light of the Psalms, I'm going to bring in a little bit of the, the cynic voice um, in my talk and help us, what are some things that, questions that pop up in my mind, or questions that people might ask you in the workplace when it comes to knowing God and God revealing himself. Um, so, um, today, a lot of like what the psalm would call scoffers or mockers comes across as cynicism, agnosticism, or atheism, um, when people really want to question um, our God, Yahweh, and how he makes himself known. It's like, do we, do we really know God? Does God really clearly reveal himself to humanity? What is the salvation of God that he has made known? You know, but if you read this passage to people, 
they're like, well, I don't know God's salvation, and what is he talking about? This is this claim that has been made known to the ends of the earth. That's not true. Um, so people will question us in in this summer and um, in all the environments that you're in. Um, one um, one big question is, or one big critique of Christianity of Nilt saying that there's absolute truth is saying that we're all um, all religions are like blind men in the dark and they're all holding an elephant. And, you know, the Christians have the tail of the elephant and the you know the, God is like a rope or you know someone else's different religion is holding on uh, to the ear and they say oh God is like a fan um, and a critique of our culture is like don't you know that there's many paths to God and we're all just, you know, humans are pr- just trying to describe divine and we're all blind to the divine so we can't fully describe it. Um, and there's two two problems with that that kind of mindset. One is um, the person telling the story or the, the mindset of the pluralistic person that's saying all truths uh, lead to God and there's not one uh, absolute truth. Um, is that they, in the story, they have the mindset of being seen, that they can see that um, God is an elephant and that all these people have it wrong. And then two, um, what are they? What I think is more important is that God isn't silent. God doesn't doesn't sit, let us sit there and ponder him. God comes after us. Um, and that's what we're going to be really learning about this summer, is how God has... Uh, come after humanity, um, even though humanity doesn't know God, doesn't want God, rebels against God. God doesn't allow humanity to um, just ponder without his communication um, or his pursuit. Um, so I think a great place to see that um, is starts in Exodus. Um, I think Ryan's going to read that for us. Um, is it, what are the verses again? Uh Let's do one through one through seven, okay, and then uh, ten through fifteen. Okay. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near, take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. Taskmasters, I know their sufferings. Verse 10, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, But I will be with you, and this shall be a sign for you that I have sent you when you have brought the people when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You shall serve God on this mountain. And then sorry, that was verse twelve. And then how Uh, uh, thirteen through fifteen. Sorry. That's all right. 
Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, Lord, and he said, Say this to the people of Israel. The Lord has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. So, has God truly revealed himself clearly uh, to humanity? How can we really uh, know God? And I think in this passage, in Exodus, it really shows God reaching out and communicating to Moses and trying to establish a relationship with him and putting his cards on the table and communicating who he is. Um, So, when Ryan um, read verse 14... Um, that also could be translated, God said to Moses, um, I am who I am. And the and what's going on there is God is giving, before he gives his name, God gives him an attribute of himself. That God is who he is. He um, has always existed. He has never been out of existence. Um, I think being young, you always have this, I even have this now, and I still have it, where um, I have this sense of, I will always be young. I will always uh, will be able to be somewhat fit, or I can um, always um, have a body that works well. And over the years, I start feeling uh, feeling tighter uh, after after I work out, or feeling older. Um, and I I'm, I think I start to feel my um, finiteness, and that I will have an end. I had a beginning, and I will have an end. But guys doesn't experience that. He is who he is. He never is tired. He never um, he never wanes in his existence. He's always been. He's always existed. And before he gives his name, he's saying you have to understand that. Um, then God gives his name. It's translated in your Bible, uh, most likely um, capital, um, it's Lord, and then it's capital L-O-R-D. Um, and the name there behind that is Yahweh. And that the, the attribute is I am who I am, and his name is, is Yahweh. Um, and Yahweh is not a title. Yahweh is, is a name. It's a name like John or Connor or Ryan. Um, God is introducing himself to Moses here. He's, he's not just saying, I have these titles, and I'm going to rule over you. And, but how he encourages Moses to lead this salvation of these people out of Pharaoh is by showing him more of himself, revealing himself and giving him his name. So when like, when you graduate, it's when you usually introduce yourself to someone, it's either you do what, what do you do or where are you from? And most people ask you, what do you do? Uh, so here God is introducing himself. He, he's telling where he is from. I have no beginning. I've always been here. I will always be here and gives his name um, Yahweh. And then he uses it. 5,321 times the Lord uses this name, Yahweh, um, and it's translated Lord in your your Old Testament. Um, So my answer is, yes, God clearly reveals himself to us. He introduces us. He gives his name. Um, So as, as you move forward in the Bible, God not only speaks, gives his name, and um, later on in Exodus, he he writes his words down in stone with his with his own finger. Um, 
but God takes revealing himself another step forward. So if it's not just words and not just audible hearing, um, God, God takes another step forward and reveals himself in the flesh. Um, so the cynic says, you know, has God made, really made his salvation known? Like, why do I need God's salvation? Um, and God has made his salvation known perfectly in, um, in the image of Jesus as he takes another step forward in revealing himself. Um, so kind of, if you want to read Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. Uh, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, uh, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of glory, uh, of the glory of God, uh, the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. The name he has inherited, or having become much more superior to angels as the name he inherited, is more excellent than theirs. So, um, if God speaking to us and writing his word on stone tablets and giving us his name wasn't clear enough revelation, God takes another step forward to pursue us and he takes on a human body and he lives among us. And uh, Jesus, which incorporates that name Yahweh, it's Yahweh saves is Jesus's name, um, which just defines who Jesus is. Like he's God and he's, he's come to save the world. And Jesus has revealed um, God even more fully. As you, as you read the gospels, you don't just get teaching and words, but you also get um, his priorities, his prayer, how he interacts with crowds, how he interacts with individuals. Um, he re reveals God's kingdom power with healing and exorcisms and miracles over nature and raising people from the dead. He reveals uh, God's salvation by just his presence um, stirs up human sin. People either uh, react well to Jesus um, or they react poorly. And as you see in the Gospels, many times people are trying to kill Jesus or trying to silence him. Um, and it just shows that the human heart isn't isn't close to God. That isn't the natural bent of humanity is to pursue God or want his revelation. Um, and he reveals uh, he reveals God's plan and reveals his salvation uh, by going to the cross and shows shows our desperate need of a savior that we we deserve to be on the cross. We deserve to have uh, nails in our hands and and to be suffocated and 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 die a gruesome death on our cross, but he takes that for us. And that should have been our punishment um, for rebelling against God, but he's, the, he takes it on for us. Um, and he shows that when, after he rises again, he extends forgiveness to people and um, puts forward God's kingdom. So to the cynic, it's, it's yes, God has made his salvation known. He really entered in history. He really... Um, he really lived for 30 years. He really died on a cross. He really was buried and he really was raised. Um, so that, that all happened in history and, and God has made himself known. Um, so 
uh, in Hebrews, it says that God is, or Jesus is now at the right hand of God. So it's like, well, if God spoke to Moses, God spoke to Jesus, or God spoke through Jesus, where's, where's God today? Where, where is this reveal in our lives? Where's, where's that now? Um, and I think the answer is Jesus says that he doesn't leave us as orphans in uh, John 14, 18. And Jesus says that it is better for us that he go and send the spirit than him just to stay. Um, and that's in John 16, 7. Um, so how God reveals himself today is uh, through his word, which the spirit has written. But more importantly, is, is not just a dry book, but God's, um, when we have God's spirit and we read God's word, that changes us. Um, so, uh, Megan, if you wanted to read um, Romans 8, uh, 9 through 11. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. Um, before I was a Christian, I just I would read the Bible and I just wouldn't get it. Like I just didn't understand it. It, it just didn't... I. It just was completely over my head. And then as soon as I became a Christian, um, the Bible just came alive. Like it just, everything made sense. And that was because before I went to the Bible, I went, uh, I was dead in my sin. I would went to the Bible to try to earn something, try to get something from God, try to, um, try to please God by me reading the Bible and, there was no connection to it, but when I when I was saved and God saved me and showed me that I, I needed a savior and I couldn't prove myself to Him, I couldn't earn His righteousness. The Bible just became alive, and that's because the Spirit who wrote it, who um, wrote and carried the prophets, carried the apostles in their writing, um, lives in me. Um, so, as in Romans eight. Um, Yahweh takes it another step forward. He doesn't just give us his name. He doesn't just dwell on earth for 30 years and leaves, but he comes and dwells in our hearts. Um, it, he dwells with us. Uh, so that's, it just shows that God is, is still pursuing it. But like all those things, Jesus in the flesh and God's writing and, and talking to Moses, that's very external. But now God has applied that salvation and applied his presence to our own hearts. Um, and you, uh, you can't run away from that. Uh, verse uh, 16 in Romans says, uh, The Spirit, which is capitalized, so the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, which is lowercase, because that's us, um, that we are children of God. So the God, the Holy Spirit, and uh, our spirit or your soul uh, is another word for it. They're like this. If you're in Christ, they're they're just meshed together. Uh, so God has brought us up into the Trinity. And though we have our flesh and we have our our struggles, that's where we're headed. We, we're headed 
um, into, into God, that uh, we are connected to God through the Spirit um, by the power of Jesus' death. Uh, and you can't, you can't run away from that. Uh, you, you could run away, like you could physically remove yourself from Jesus, you could physically remove yourself from the people of Israel, uh, but you can't, you can't go anywhere without your own soul. So if, if God's presence is, is in our souls, um, then, then God has revealed us to, uh, himself to us in the most intimate way. And I think you can really see this is if you compare the disciples in the Gospels and then in Acts. Like in the Gospels, they're, they don't get it. Um, they're, they're hard-headed. They're cowardly. They're overambitious. They speak when they shouldn't, and they they have their mind set that Jesus is going to make them royalty. Uh, and when it comes crunch time and um, Jesus is taken away from the cross, they all, they just all scatter, all of them. Um, they can't, they, they don't have, um, they're all afraid. And then you go into Acts, and immediately they're, they're not afraid anymore. And I think that shows you what God has done uh, to them in their lives through the Spirit. And I think we all have that today. Like, we we have God's power. And that's what I want for you guys this summer is to, to feel like God is, is speaking to you through his word and get to know God and what he has spoken uh, through his word and, what, um, and have confidence in that God has a plan for you as you graduate, as you go out, that he will not leave you, that he will be with you in your heart and that he will point you to his word and that he will carry you through the rest of your lives. So that's what I want um, for you. And I, I think that God has amazing things for us. Um, in this time, in this place, I think um, the world is getting a lot darker and I think our lights will shine brighter. I think Christianity and the message of the gospel will be so distinct from everyone else that his glory will shine brighter. Thank you for listening to this message from Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without written permission from Campus Outreach Minneapolis. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at cominneapolis.org.